This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by the Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today we're looking for a workout, trying to feel the burn on some of the hardest hikes in Oregon. Tis the season, Vicky, with snow largely melted from the mountains and reliably sunny weather, fingers crossed. Pretty much all of Oregon's hiking trails are now open for business. So for folks who have spent the earlier part of the season getting their legs in shape on some of those smaller hikes in the area, it's also time to start tackling the big ones. Ooh, the big ones. The big ones. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love doing a day hike that like takes up majority of my day. Gets me working and sweating. It, it feels good. You know, I'm not always like a hike for exercise person. I like to like amble through the woods a lot. But sometimes, especially this time of year, I really love to sort of like, you know, get that challenge and um, get the physical exertion of like, a really good challenging hike, especially if I'm training up for some, you know, big backpacking trip or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, pushing myself to in some degree, it's really nice to sort of know like where to go to get these challenging hikes, um, you know, and to sort of know what you're getting yourself into. Exactly. Exactly. So we have a few here to talk about and they're kind of sprinkled in various, various places yeah, well, so I, I made this list. I, I made a list for a story to go on Oregon Live about sort of like some of the hardest hikes in the Portland area. So apologies to folks who don't live in the Portland area, but we had to narrow it somehow <laughs> to the location <laughs> where we we are. So um, we're kind of looking at, you know, uh, the gorge, uh, Mount Hood, the coast range. There's not a ton of really, really challenging hikes in the Willamette Valley. I mean, obviously there's lots of you know, old buttes and cinder cones you can climb. But when we're talking about hard hikes, we're talking about hard hikes. Um, we're talking about the ones that really will like challenge you and, you know, maybe make you think, why am I doing this? What am I doing up here? <laughs> um, in a safe way. And so I think the caveat here too is, you know, anytime you're doing a really difficult and challenging hike, first of all, you got to bring all the good supplies, uh, of course. And um, second of all, if you're up there and you're thinking, this is not for me, this is too much for me, just go, just go back. There, there's no need to um, push yourself to a dangerous level, um, you know, just for the sake of completing it. If you ever feel like unsafe at all doing one of these hikes, just go back and, you know, feel good that you got as far as you did. And a, a few of these are ones that I did in preparation for summiting Mount St. Helens. And um, it's kind of a good indicator of where you are in uh, mm -hmm. your your hiking abilities. And, you know, if some of these are 
no-gos are really, really challenging, then you say, oh, okay, maybe uh, not quite ready to, you know, summit a volcano or, you know, do something really crazy. That's right. And the, the other caveat here is that we're not talking about mountain climbing. This is stuff you don't need yeah. specialized gear to do. You don't need specialized training to do. This is hiking. So um, some spots might be nice to have some hiking poles, especially when you're going down really steep hills. Um, you know, obviously, again, water, proper footwear, first aid, all that stuff you would bring in any sort of wilderness expedition. So I don't know, Vicky, do you feel like we have enough caveats here yet? Yes. Don't push yourself past your limits. <laughs> know your limits. <laughs> okay. So where should we get started and how are we breaking these up and organizing them? Okay. So when I put this list together, I organized these into hard hikes, harder hikes, and hardest hikes. They're all hard. Okay. These are all difficult hikes to do. Um, so it just, it just varies on like how, how much you want to go. So let's, let's start at the bottom here. Let's start with just your good old fashioned hard hikes. So I've got a couple of these to, to point out. And one of them, Vicky is what the one that you and I have both done. And actually we did together for a video. Um, that was last year, right? I believe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that is a hike up to McNeil point on Mount hood. Such a beautiful, beautiful hike. Ugh. It is so, so good. good. <laughs> um, and so this one is about 10 miles long and um, best done in the summertime because it's covered in snow otherwise. <laughs> and uh, extreme, like incredible views of Mount Hood and pretty early on as well. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty well graded hike, I think. There's not a lot of super steep sections except for the scramble route you can do to cut off a little bit of, of extra distance. But for the sake of this, this discussion, let's not consider that scramble route. It is a, a bit dicey. I don't recommend it for many people. Um, if you're just doing the regular trail around up to McNeil point and back from the top spur trailhead, yeah, about 10.5, 10.4 miles. Like you said, Vicki, um, about 2,200 feet of elevation gain. That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's spread out pretty well. I think the main thing here is it's it's longer. Exactly. It's longer so that elevation doesn't feel like it's really kicking your butt at all. Um, you mm -hmm. It's kind of steady throughout throughout the trail. And the views, I think, really help too. I mean, you're seeing good views like literally the entire way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and there's like some little, a little bit of wildflower action as Ugh. well, the, the couple of times that I've done this. There are parts that are not completely shaded. So there was the first time I did this hike got at the trailhead at 8am. Um, but the, by the time where I was finishing up at the end, it was like a really hot day in the middle of the summertime. So I think it was hitting high 90s. And uh, <laughs> I was feeling that heat on the way back. And especially if you have a dog, these this is something you should take into consideration. I've seen a lot of dogs on this trail. And uh, it can get pretty darn toasty and there's not a ton of water access on this trail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But heat's a big deal. Bugs are another big deal out there. Oh, It's really known for being <laughs> oh. buggy. <laughs> you and I experienced this on this trail. Uh, I, I would go as far as to say, like, if you have a bug net, like a hat and a bug net covering, <laughs> I would wear it. Bring your bug spray. Yeah. 
I was reading the reviews on all trails just recently and people are saying, oh, the flies don't bite. I was getting bitten by those <laughs> flies and I was not happy about it, especially when we were stopping to do video takes. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, all yeah. that is to say, bring your bug spray or bug netting. Yeah, it it's worth noting too, this is um, a backpackable trail. Um, there are mm-hmm. campsites up at the top of McNeil Point where you can stay it also follows the Timberline Trail where you can continue on and find lots of backcountry campsites. So if you feel like you want to do this as a multi-day trip, you totally can. But as a day trip, as an in and out, it's a really good burn. Yeah. I would say this is also a decently popular trail as well. So the parking lot does tend to fill up. The two times that I've done it, we didn't have issues with parking, but we also got there pretty early. So just know that you will be seeing other people on this trail. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So I think for our second hard hike, I've pulled out a spot that I have not done before. And Vicki, I don't believe you've done this either. Um, Mm -hmm. It's the Huckleberry Mountain hike. And this is uh, again on Mount Hood. It starts at the Wildwood Recreation Area, which is um, just off of 26 as you're coming around the mountain, past all the ski areas. Um, Wildwood Recreation Area is a pretty popular, just family-friendly spot along the river. Um, a lot of really nice picnic sites and you know um, tables and little small trails. But there's also a trail that can connect you up to Huckleberry Mountain. And this is um, a really, it looks like a really good hike. So it's about the same distance as McNeil Point, about 10.6 miles. But your elevation gain is a bit more. It's about 33,450 feet of elevation gain. So it, it appears to be a pretty steady hike, pretty steady climb up. Um, so not like, you know, a ton of really steep, sharp scrambles, but definitely long and, you know, up, 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 up. Are there views at all on this trail or what are, what's going on? They look pretty good. Um, once you get up to the top of Huckleberry Mountain, you get a nice look at Mountain Hood from the distance. Um, but there's a lot of just um, forested area. So you've got lots of, you know, hemlock forest, uh, rhododendrons, of course, which if you go, it's probably a little late for rhododendron blooming. I want to say those are more like July on Mount Hood. Um, but if you go in the right season, you get lots of beautiful flowers. Um, so, you know, it's kind of more of your, your you know, uh, Mount Hood forest vibe, um, which when you do one of these like long, you know, climbing hikes through a forest like that, it, I find it, it turns into sort of more of a meditative experience where you just kind of like climb, 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 climb. And it looks a lot the same, you know, trees, 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 um, which can, I know it can drive some people crazy, but I, I find you just sort of um, breathing and just kind of going with that flow and just um, continuing one foot in front of the other. It, it can be a really nice, soothing experience. And you can kind of forget all about the burn. Because that's, that's the thing, when you're doing these harder hikes and you're just climbing, 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 if you start thinking about like, oh my God, my legs hurt. Oh my God, you know, why, when will it stop? You're just, you're just going to fixate on that one element of the experience and it's going to be a miserable time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's, uh, you got to get out of that headspace. That is, that is key to a lot of these. Uh, take in your surroundings and try not to think about your glutes burning. <laughs> Try your best. You know, we're, yeah. we're only human. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So, um, we got Huckleberry Mountain and McNeil Point 
Um, so that is our hard category. Should we shift to the harder? Take it up a notch. Let's kick it up a notch. Let's kick it up a notch. And let's start with one that you know, that I know, that a lot of listeners I think will know. Um, A a classic hike, Dog Mountain, um, a.k.a. Sweatin' Like a Dog Mountain. (laughs) Um, Very popular trail on the Washington side of the Columbia River Gorge. Beautiful for wildflowers in the springtime. Not so much right now in the summer. Um, And just a really steep beginning to this hike. Yes, yes, it is. I've done this one three different times now since being here, and I've actually done it in the winter, mm-hmm. the spring, and the summer. So I've kind of seen it in a bunch of different uh, times of the year, and uh, oh, <laughs> it'll get you every time, every time. Uh-huh. Um, this one is one that I definitely recommend to people if they're training to do some, uh, some mountain climbing, like St. Helens. This is one that prepared me quite a bit. And yeah, right off the bat from the parking lot, you are going up switchbacks and you are just heading straight up. It feels like in the moment. Climb, 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 climb. It's, it's one, I feel like it evens out a little bit or it gets a little bit more, you know, better graded once you get closer to the top. But yeah, that first part really kills people. Um, not literally, of course. Um, it, it you know, it, it's a really difficult beginning. And so you see a lot of folks give up after, you know, just a few miles who maybe aren't really aware of what they're getting into. I've seen a lot of that out there. Um, but really, once you get up a little higher, God, the views are so incredible. It, it makes it so worth it if you can get through those first switchbacks. Oh, totally. Um, well, got to mention though, after the first few switchbacks, you get to this like soul crushing sign that points in two different directions. <laughs> one saying like hard and the other saying harder. So it's a yeah. pick your poison type of <laughs> situation. <laughs> Every time that I've done it, I'm like, let me do the the harder one because yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically in the forest for most of this hike and then but once you get out to that the viewpoints um the first one being puppy dog point and you have the view of the gorge it's incredible and as we've mentioned before in this podcast this is one of the uh the great wildflower hikes in the springtime so not only are you getting that view of the gorge but you if you go at the right time and maybe you're getting a permit during the spring, you'll get a view of wildflowers as well. And that is so stunning. It's a bucket list experience. It really is. It it really is. Um, I went this year for the first time to see the wildflowers because I like randomly had a weekday off. And uh, I did the hike, not only in the springtime with the wildflowers, but I did it at sunset. Uh. And... I was so blown away by this experience. Like I highly recommend doing that next year for anyone who's interested. Yeah. Gosh, it's so nice. So Dog Mountain, um, the specs on it, it's about seven miles up and back. Uh, Elevation gain is 2,800 feet. So that's a little bit less than we've been talking about. But again, it's it's a shorter distance. So you're getting a lot of it compacted in. Mm -hmm. It's that first section especially. Yes. Um, For folks who want to make it more difficult – um, you can continue along uh, higher up beyond Dog Mountain to um, Augsburger Mountain, 
Um, you can do that plus a loop um, back the Dog Mountain Trailhead. That's a 12 and a half mile hike with um, about 4,800 feet of elevation gain. So if you want to make it harder, you can go ahead and make it harder too. But for most people, the regular Dog Mountain hike is is hard enough. Yes. And uh, if you're looking to do this in the wintertime ever uh, with your micro spikes, <laughs> It's challenge. It's even more challenging. And uh, you can also bring your snowshoes. I saw a bunch of people doing that if you're looking to have some fun in the snow. Uh, but it, it, in the summertime alone, it is whew, crazy. Well, let's, let's move on to another hike in the gorge um, because, hey, we're out here already. Um, this is one that is gosh, just another really, really tough one and in a different kind of way. Um, Table Mountain. Vicki, have you heard of or been up to Table Mountain? I have not. So you can kind of see it if you're driving through the gorge. It's um, There's a, like a huge landslide that kind of cuts off um, this mountain on the Washington side of the gorge. Um, and you can hike up to and sort of around that landslide. I think it's called like Heartbreak Ridge or something like that. Um, and it's just another another hike that'll really, really get you. Um, part of the issue with Table Mountain is that they've, uh, I think in the last, I want to say four or five years, they closed um, one of the trailheads um, and have moved it. So the, the access point is the Bonneville Trailhead, which is right off uh, State Route 14, which makes this hike so much longer. Mm. So this is about a 15 and a half mile round trip. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> If you want to do sort of a full loop at the top, you can sort of just climb to the top and go back down and save a little bit of, of time. And you're looking at about 4,300 feet of elevation gain. Um, it's a lot. And most of it, unlike Dog Mountain, most of it's at the end. So I did this hike in early spring, way too early. There's a bunch of snow up there. It's a terrible decision. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but like, you know, the hike from the trailhead is pretty well graded for a while. You're just sort of climbing up a little bit moving then you get up to uh you know one portion of the trail that leads up to table mountain itself and it is like a straight up incline it is one of the steepest hills i've done where you're you know you're basically sitting down as you're (laughs) as you're climbing up um and uh you know it's just relentless relentless goes up and up and up and up up some sort of like you know scrambly rock situations I'm not sure the exact terrain because when I did it, it was covered in snow and I was post holing my way up to the top, um, <laughs> losing the trail. It was a really bad scene. Um, but uh, again, once you get to the summit, it incredible views of the gorge, um, just a really, really beautiful spot. Um, but this is another place that can get really treacherous and bad weather. So really make sure you're going up there in the right season. Yeah. Um, but it will, it'll, it'll hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> 15 and a half miles is like pretty much at the very top of what I'm willing to do in yeah. a day. Same. Yeah. <laughs> it's pushing it. Yeah. All right. What is our last hike here in our harder category? This is actually one of my, my favorite hikes. Um, I, I love this one. It's West Zigzag Mountain. Okay. Um, this is, it'll take you from, uh, if you, if you are driving across Mountain Hood, Um, but you don't quite get there. You get to the town of like Rhododendron. Um, You'll see this sort of zigzag ranger station on one side of the highway. And if you turn left there instead and go up uh, on the north side, you'll get to this little tiny trailhead. 
that gets you to West Zigzag Mountain. So this is like a, a ridge that is um, up leading up to Mount Hood, but is not quite on the slopes of the mountain itself. It's about an 11 mile uh, up and back hike. Uh, elevation gain is about 3,600 feet. It's pretty steady. It's pretty steady yeah. going up. There's a bunch of switchbacks at the beginning, similar to Dog Mountain. Um, and then it's after that, it's sort of this relentless climb up. But there's a really, really incredible view of Mount Hood mm. once you get to the top um, with some boulders you can sit on and the mountain's just like, bam, like right there in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, again, one of these hikes that like, you know, runs through the forest most of the time. There's a couple of good views. Again, the one of Mount Hood and there's another one looking um, to the west, a really great view from there. Um, but you're going through the forest kind of consistently and relentlessly. It's a great place to go and um, just climb and think yeah. and, you know, maybe, you know, not <laughs> not think about how much it, it's burning. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a good one. I'm interested in that one specifically. I'll have to write mm-hmm. that down. So with all of these, I guess what – how are we differentiating between the hard and the harder and the hardest? Is this just like <laughs> – how, what's the gauge here? Part of it's subjective, right? Like I, yeah. I, I had a hard, kind of a hard time putting these into lists. I mean, yeah. the hard ones are ones you're like, these are, these are hard. These, these are not difficult, but there, there's not going to be like any moment when you're like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> like McNeil Point is a climb, but you're not like, yes. oh dear God. Right, um, right. These harder ones like Dog Mountain, Table Mountain, um, you're, you're, you're going to reach a point where likely, at least I've had this experience. I know a lot of people have where you're like, what is happening? Why have I done this? You know, we're just like, oof, okay, here we are. Um, We are are gauging these categories by like the self-talk that's happening (laughs) during these hikes. Yeah, exactly. And then the hardest, Uh I think, are the ones where like, you know, you're only going to if you, if you are, like you are preparing yourself mentally beforehand yeah. To even attempt these sorts of things. Right, right. So we've got, I've got two, two of these hardest ones. These, these, I mean, so when I was looking at these, these hikes, obviously there's a lot that you can do that's even harder by doing these 20, 30 mile hikes, combining all these peaks. Mm-hmm. And I tried to avoid that as much as possible. But these last two are loop hikes that combine a couple different, you know, high points, but they're both really sort of known for, for that, that purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first one I want to talk about is Elk Mountain, Kings Mountain Loop. Yeah. This is a notorious hike. Um, it's notoriously difficult. Uh, it, it is one that will really, really challenge you. I've not done the loop, but I have hiked Elk Mountain and Kings Mountain individually, separately. Mm-hmm. Um, and gosh, they are they are they are tough ones. They're not very long hikes to get up to each. They're they're pretty short to go top to bottom. Um, but they're ex- so steep, just extremely <laughs> steep. So, you know, uh, just doing one of those pretty good. That'll, that'll do it. That'll be a, a good hard hike for you in general, but folks really like to climb one and then sort of follow this ridgeline out around behind it to get to the other peak and go down. And sometimes going down a really, really steep hike can be more difficult than going up, um, right. test a different part of your body, really tax your knees, your balance, um, so this is just a, a real, a real tough one. And this is out a little bit further toward the coast, right? Right. Yeah. Sorry that it's in the coast range. So this is, you know, off Mount hood out of the gorge in the coast range where you get some of these real rugged peaks out there. 
And what are the specs on this one? So the, the loop itself is about 10.8 miles round trip. Mm-hmm. And the elevation gain total is about 3,800 feet. Um, all of that is pretty much going to be going up either Elk or Kings Mountain or going and going down the other one. Um, once you're up there, you know, you kind of go up and down through the ridges there, but that is, seems to be your primary elevation gain is, is just going up these peaks to begin with. And is there any payoff here? What are the views like? (laughs) I mean, really good coast range views. It's not the same as Mount Hood. Um, I mean, what you're looking at in the coast range a lot is, you know, active logging, that sort of patchwork quilt of forest and clear cut. Um, but really spectacular views um, all the way through that mountain range. Um, you know, obviously wildflowers, um, you know, certain times a year, it's really gorgeous. Uh, it's just really, really, really nice. If you, I mean, again, it's a different kind of view than you're going to get in the gorge, mm-hmm. obviously, or Mount Hood. Um, but I think most people are out there for the challenge of doing it, to yeah. say you did it. Um, because that it's one of those, you can sort of like, you know, pin a little metal to your, your chest, uh, after you've done it. <laughs> yeah. This is one that you've mentioned to me a few times, Jamie, and, uh, it has definitely piqued my interest. So I think during the summer, I'm just like Mount Hood, Mount Hood, gotta do all mm-hmm. these, uh, all these, uh, hikes and climbs, Mount Hood. But, uh, I think this will be, a, this is a nice one for a little bit of change of scenery and, uh, I'm not hiking that often in the coast range. So I want to get to this one for sure. And it's a nice kind of, you know, you, you, you don't have to do this one just in the summer too. I mean, obviously winter snowfall will make this difficult and rain will make it really difficult with the mud. Mm. Trying to climb a really steep climb in the mud is not fun, but you know, in the fall you can do this in the spring, you can do this. Um, so it's got a little bit more of seasonality than some of the ones up in Mount hood, especially. Yep. I love that aspect about it. All right. We have one more. One more. And it's a famous one too. It's really, it's, it's a classic one, another notorious one. This is uh, Mount Defiance, but I've gone ahead and kicked it up a notch to the Mount Defiance Starvation Ridge Loop Hike. So Mount Defiance is known as like training grounds for folks who want to climb Mount Hood. Um, some people joke that you climb Mount Hood to train to climb Mount Defiance. <laughs> this is in the, in the gorge. Um, and this is, it's, it's a trail that like you, you really don't want to mess with unless you are experienced hiking and you're prepared for like the rugged conditions. Um, it is like some rugged, rocky, craggy stuff. And it is a lot, a lot of climbing. So the specs in this one are about 14 miles to the loop and the elevation gain, it's got a 5,200 feet of elevation <laughs> gain. So <laughs> it's, it's a lot, um, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. This is crazy. This is a lot. <laughs> I love the fact that people say that you're climbing Mount Hood in preparation for Mount Defiance. <laughs> like, that's so silly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, if you, if you want to sort of, like, work your way up to something like this, you can h- hike just Starvation Ridge. You could hike just Mount Defiance. <laughs> I've done Starvation Ridge before. Um, I've not done Mount Defiance. Starvation Ridge... There's a um, a sign um, at the bottom that points you up to the ridge, and someone has carved into that sign, use a stick. Um, and there's like a <laughs> bunch of like sticks there for people to like hike with because um, especially coming down, God, is it steep. 
Um, I really, I did not use a stick. I ignored that sign because I was like, you know, 25 or something. And I, uh, my knees were dying by the bottom. That's really the thing with these, uh, these hikes that gain a crazy amount of elevation Mm -hmm. is that like, for me personally, I really don't mind the climb at all going down with, as someone who has previously torn their ACL, like going down is awful on my knees. I'm having the worst time. And I'm just like, once the car is inside, I'm like, oh, thank God it's over. <laughs> that feeling when you see the car after a long hike and you're oh. just like, oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, Mount Defiance, I really don't know if Mount Defiance is going to be <laughs> as just like a casual hike at least. No. Um, because, yeah, wow, that... What was the elevation gain on that again? 5,200 feet of elevation gain. Yeah, that's more than Mount St. Helens. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tough one. Um, and I will say with this hike too, it, it, it's pretty like rough and rugged in there. Um, if you decide to go, definitely check in with some hiking guides. I love this, uh, OregonHikers.org has a, a, a guide on specifically this hike with like updated information, how not to get lost. There's a bunch of weird trails in there. People do get lost. People do fall. You need to be very careful in this area um, wherever you're hiking. Um, this, the same goes to Table Mountain, Dog Mountain, the spots in Mount Hood. You really need to keep your wits about you. Um, not a place to, you know, um, to, to, to be careless or reckless, um, you really want to make sure you're you're safe up there because these are hard. Not just because you're getting a workout; it's not the same as going to the gym to get a workout. Um, you're in like a really, you know, rugged and oftentimes dangerous natural setting. So, really do make sure you prepare yourself, get your maps, um, read the guides, um, bring your your supplies, and uh, be safe out there. For sure. And not only should you be bringing plenty of water, but food too, um, because mm-hmm. a lot of these are going to take up most of the day. Maybe you've eaten your breakfast, but you're for sure going to be hungry on the trail. Um, <laughs> so take some time at some point to rest, refuel before you continue on. Definitely. Well, Vicki, I know that you mentioned some interest in a few of these. Which one of these are you feeling like you want to tackle first? Ah, let's see. I, I haven't been back to McNeil point since last summer. So that is something that I would say I would like to do every, every summer. So that one for sure. Um, and then I think next up we'll be going out to the coast range to do Elk Mountain, Mm -hmm. Kings Mountain loop. Um, definitely interested in that one. So, but all of these will be added to a list in my all trails of like thing, ones that I want to accomplish at some point, whether or not that's in the near future or a little bit further out. Um, so these are, uh, these are some great ones. And <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, like, I really enjoy, I'm a, a creature of habit when it comes to my hard hikes. So like I was saying, I've done Dog Mountain and McNeil Point many times. And I I just like to use it as a gauge every summer to be like, hmm, am I in the shape I was <laughs> the prior year when I was in the middle of hiking season in the summer? Um, and kind of go from there. It, it really helps to do that. You know, like you said, going to these places back and forth. I use Hamilton Mountain, which is another hard yeah. hike. Um, as a great gauge for that, just as a trail that I know really well that pushes me to a certain degree. Um, you know, having those can really tell you, um, like you said, it can be a really good gauge for for how you're doing. 
Um, and then you can do one of these, these harder ones or hardest ones and uh, really gauge how far you can go or how far you need to go to, to feel like you are trained up to do this kind of stuff. Exactly. Uh, what a list. And I will probably be going to Huckleberry Mountain, Vicky. I think that's the one that I'm like, the one I haven't done that I'm looking at. It just seems like, I don't know, something about it seems really nice. And maybe maybe it's the Huckleberry and it's kind of like Huckleberry season. Um, I, I was about to ask, like, I'm sure based on its name that there's some berry picking involved. There's got to be some Huckleberries yeah. up there. They wouldn't call it that otherwise. <laughs> that would be really cruel for them. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. You can't you can't tease us like that. So I'm, I'm going to look for some. Nothing like picking a huckleberry in the side of a hike. It's a great excuse to stop and rest. It is one of my favorite things. And <laughs> one of the first things I learned upon moving to Oregon was identifying huckleberries. So mm-hmm. uh, love that for you. And I hope you get out there soon. Well, folks, until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel as well as hereisoregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast, as well as our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at oregonlive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you're interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.